so excited to welcome you to the second episode of the Sacral Podcast. I hope that currently you are lighting up your blood, getting grounded, staying safe, and loving yourself. I want to tell you a little bit about me and a little bit about this podcast. I am a 30-year-old queer Mexican-American creator whose mediums include but are not limited to writing, photography, videography, collaging, drawing, kicking, sewing, and now podcasting. On the Sad Girl Podcast, not only am I taking you with me into worlds I've created in my writing, but I'll also be taking you with me down my path to truth and hopefully joy. In this next piece that I'm going to share with you is one that I got the most votes on the Sad Girl Podcast Instagram. It is the story of Eli and Ethan before dopamine was written. If you're not familiar with Ethan and Eli, they are the parents of my Aaron, Vigelmina Velez. This is the story of how they met and fell in love. The short story is written in third person. It's called Sweet Sunset, and I hope you enjoy. He was so completely unexpected. She had sworn off relationships entirely, and yet, as she was waiting. She stood inside the public restroom staring at herself with anticipation cursing under her skin, making her sigh and bite her bottom lip in nervousness simultaneously. It wasn't exactly a date. His friend bailed on them, he and another friend. They were just hanging out, like friends. She liked him. My goodness, did she like him. His skin was beautifully olive brown and his hair was as dark as the night. He looked through her. His dark brown eyes were endless, consuming and intelligent. Really though, it was his smile that did her over and the patience that he carried himself with when he walked. She had already bared most of her soul to him over the last several months when they talked over the phone. Trusting him had come so naturally. So it sort of felt like a date, sort of. Eli hid several loose strands into the dark curls that fell against and framed her face. Her hair looked short because of its texture. She helped her natural curls along with a bit of oil to keep the flyaways down. She applied more lip gloss, examining her eyeliner again. When finally satisfied with her appearance and having taken enough breaths to brace herself to actually show up, his text came through, notifying her of his arrival. Grabbing the door handle, she let herself out and saw him standing next to his friend, playing Street Fighter. She knew because she played it often on her breaks. He must have felt her looking at him because at that moment, his eyes met hers and he smiled. She sighed. He was so beautiful. She couldn't help but smile back. Hey, he said smoothly, stepping away from the game and toward her, his hands awkwardly in his pocket. 
The gesture made him look shy, and this made her smile brighter. Hey there, Ethan. Eli grinned, opening her arms and sliding herself into his. She wrapped her own around his waist, taking him completely by surprise. This was only the second time they'd seen each other face to face, but she was a hugger with those she felt close with, and she felt like they were friends. She was his, at least. He only hesitated in the surprise, but recovered quickly and held her against him, relishing in the scent that came off of her hair. How are you? He asked into her scent, closing his eyes. It was surprising how well she could hear him despite the fact that they were in a buzzing and busy arcade at full use. She rested her head against his chest and tried to greedily listen to his heartbeat as well. I'm really good, she answered enthusiastically, reluctantly letting him go and forcing her expression to remain open and friendly, especially since in that moment his friend decided to give them his full attention. The game had turned to his advantage when Ethan had stopped playing in order to greet Eli. Hi, she added, giving him a small wave. Ethan recovered in motion to Eli looking at his friend. George, this is Eli. Eli, this is my friend, George. She put her hand out for him to shake, knowing it would be expected. She was only a hugger with those she knew well and felt close to. Otherwise, she preferred not to be touched in any way, especially by strangers. He took her hand and gave it a warm squeeze and let it go quickly. She appreciated that. Their greetings muffled each other out. His face was rounder and his eyebrows were thinner compared to Ethan's. He was as tall as she was, but as lean and defined as Ethan was, which suited him well. Her eyes took his appearance in quickly and then turned back toward Ethan with as much ease as she could muster. She wanted to take his smile in again. She felt a crazy amount of relief when she was near him. He soothed her raging soul. The arcade ambiance excited Eli, and she was ready to do anything. It was her second home. Well, mostly. She was mostly a well-reserved girl, or she liked to think of herself as one that projected that type of energy. Where do you want to go? She asked him, ready to start on some games. He quickly jumped on the opportunity to challenge her on every fighting game they passed. She released the pent-up stress she felt with every match. The next thing they knew, the change in their pockets was gone, and with it, so was her anxiety. She had gotten to know George's character a little bit. He was a little bit silly and a year younger than Ethan. They spoke often of their two other friends, Lincoln and Gabriel. Lincoln was the friend who had skipped out on their hangout night because of work, and as a result, she was invited. Gabriel was mentioned to be gone for the remaining of the summer. He was off visiting relatives for the holidays. Ethan took classes year-round, while his friends took advantage of the college's summer holidays. Eli should technically be starting her fourth year in high school. Eli took AP classes and a couple of college courses simultaneously, plus providing work hours that gave her the ability to graduate early, with more than plenty of credits by the end of her sophomore year of high school. She had started working at this amusement park as soon as she turned up working age. She was currently working towards a master's in business and marketing at a nearby community college. They left the arcade for the theater to catch the newest Rush Hour movie. 
Eli couldn't believe they were in the third one already. She smiled to herself, remembering all the times her and her mother would take trips to their nearest blockbuster to rent any and all of the Jackie Chan movies. Eli was obsessed with the actor and his work. She followed his projects closely and looked up to him and his character. Her mother indulged her in her Jackie Chan obsession often until this day when Eli will randomly show up with a movie and pizza. She had moved out the previous year and was renting a space with two friends. Eli suspected that Ethan invited her intentionally tonight after learning the week prior of her weekly traditions with her mother. She found the gesture and thoughtfulness very sweet. Ethan attempted to pay for all of their tickets, but she managed to sneak her money through and pay for her own while he and George argued. She could tell this upset them both, but she felt very strongly about allowing people to pay for her, other than her mother that was, of course. Plus, she worked hard enough so that she could provide for herself. To appease them both and their hurt pride, she ordered a drink on their joint tab at the snack bar. They carried their two large buckets of popcorn, one loaded and layered in butter, and the other plain. Eli held in her hands the packets of lemon juice, salt, napkins, and several straws. Ethan had asked her if they could share a drink. He was trying to moderate his soda intake, he said. He had a mild addiction to the carbonated syrupy drink. Eli had a love-hate relationship with soda, or any carbonated beverage. She absolutely both loved and hated the feeling of the carbonation. But she really had to be in the mood for it. That night, she was especially craving her favorite mixture of flavors, a drink called Black Gold. It consisted of Coca-Cola and Dr. Pepper, sometimes half and half, sometimes 35% Coca-Cola and 65% Dr. Pepper. So she agreed easily to the agreement, knowing she wouldn't be able to finish the entire large drink on her own. Plus, it helped if he drank the beginning portion and she was left with the iced and watered down part. It was her favorite. Hey, by the way, Ethan? She started and continued after he looked at her. I have a tendency to bite my straws, she said and held up five straws that she had in her hand. Two were for her and her guilty pleasure. He smiled at her with a playful gleam in his eyes, despite the contrast of the dimly lit theater. Yeah, well, I have a tendency to punch people who bite their straws he said nonchalantly and kept walking while she stared at him with an open smile. She hadn't known him to be the jokester type, but that quickly had changed that night, listening to him and George talk. With her, he was more reserved and serious, but very gentle. With his friends, he was a bit more open and he was extremely sarcastic. She was a bit stunned at his joking with her, then when she recovered, she ran up to him and was the one to punch him in the arm. Mirth was written all over his face as he let out an exaggerated, Oh. She stuck her tongue out at him, feeling his laughter. They took their seats in the empty theater. Ethan sat between her and George. She took her bucket of popcorn, she loved popcorn, to herself and began snacking as the previews began. Neither George nor Ethan made a comment about her finishing an entire bucket of popcorn by herself. The rim of the paper bucket came up to her chin and the base covered her lap. Eli burned a lot of energy 
And so yes, she was capable and known for eating quite a bit, especially popcorn. But not just any popcorn. No, of course, she was very selective and only enjoyed the popcorn plain. Maybe that's what astounded them. That night was a first for Eli though, as she watched Ethan and George load their bucket of popcorn in lemon juice and then sprinkle some salt on top. Butter, lemon juice, and salt. It was definitely a first for her, and she was intrigued, she had to admit, but not enough to be tempted no matter how much they attempted to persuade her, which they did, even currently. Eli, George called over Ethan, holding out another popped kernel of corn that she assumed was loaded in butter, lemon, and salt. She scrunched her nose as she popped a perfectly expected and cherished non-salted plain popcorn in her mouth. No thanks, she said when he didn't retreat his hand. Ethan simply sat there, stuffing his face with the grisly popcorn staring past George's hand toward the screen. The movie changed and the lights went from dim to being shut off. George quickly let the matter go and ate the popcorn, settling in his seat and giving the large screen his full attention. The movie met Eli's every non-existent expectation. She was extremely satisfied and had enjoyed herself immensely. She had been afraid that she would be distracted by her blossoming feelings for Ethan. But per usual, he made her feel relaxed and at ease. He had laughed just as much as she had, and they bumped hands often, reaching for the drink at the same time. She discovered he loved Jackie Chan just as much as her, and also shared her love for the mixed drink. Honestly, that was very coincidental, and she took advantage of the detail. George, on the other hand, was complaining about the action and acting in general, which Eli took great offense to, and she argued passionately with him as Ethan watched, marveling at her color, the veracity of her passion feelings over a movie cost. He found her adorable, her very essence was adorable, and he could watch her all day. She gave George a run for his money and he looked forward to watching her interact with the other guys. That was a bit of an unsettling thought, but he didn't let his fear get in the way. He'd never brought girls he was interested in or even dated around his friends. None of them did actually. It was almost an unspoken thing that they're reserving those special meetings for the one. They were all young, 19 through 21. Ethan was two years older than Eli. George and Gabriel were 19. Ethan was 20. Michael was also 20 and Lincoln was 21. Their birthdays all fell in the same two weeks except for Michael's, who was two months later. Lincoln was September 29th. Ethan was October 2nd. George, October 5th. Gabriel, October 13th, and Michael was December 12th. George revealed all of this information to her while they were waiting to be seated. It was past two in the morning and they were ravenous for actual food. They agreed on a local 24-hour diner called Five and Diner. The restaurant held a 50 through 60s era theme to it that appealed to Eli aesthetically. When the hostess appeared, because she wasn't originally where the sign said she would be by the podium, Ethan asked for a booth 
when they were led to a table. Eli followed behind them, watching George slide in the booth, then Ethan sliding in next to him, trapping him to the window. Eli was surprised and she looked at them both as they both looked at her, George mirroring her surprise and Ethan simply smiling nonchalantly. Eli missed the disgruntled look George gave Ethan when she was sitting on her own roomy side of the booth. She really appreciated the space. The waiter gave them a moment after they placed the orders for their coffees and waters to contemplate the menu. Ethan was demanding to know why she held back when they played the fighting games. He had mentioned how when they first met, that she had been playing Soul Calibur inside the mall arcade and he very specifically remembered her being methodical and kicking ass although she tried to insist that she didn't know what she was doing and was simply mashing buttons. The truth was that Ethan wasn't wrong. She had been holding back and she would continue to do so. She only played her best and to that extent when she played alone against the machine. She never played competitively, and she never gave in to temptation either. Well, she tried not to now, at least. I know you can beat me, he insisted. Eli just stayed quiet and smiled. Ethan watched her, the way her features translated her emotions. Her face was serene, calm, and collected, except for that little gleam in her eyes and the soft, playful smile that colored her lips. Come on. He coaxed. He just wanted her to admit it. It burned him a little when people didn't give things their all, and he had really wanted to get a fight from her when they had been playing. He loved challenges, and he knew she could give him one. A real one where he would lose miserably, but fairly and happily. Instead, she danced around him, and then let him take the lead in the end. Eli, I saw you, and you're good. Why won't you take me out? I tried my best, she insisted, tilting her head to the side and opening her hazel eyes innocently to cement the false statement. He narrowed his eyes, and she knew that he saw right through her, which made her smile sweeten. His heart gave a little leap at the sight of it. Her curls framed her face. She had a pointy chin and a strong jaw. He wanted to draw it and trace it with his fingers. They had been friends for almost a year. They had met through a mutual friend. He had been on one of his breaks in between classes and Seth had invited him to catch up. He had been having girl trouble and wanted someone to vent to. Ethan was totally that person, the one that everyone came to with their issues. He didn't take on their problems and listened with patience. Ethan was very aware of people's needs naturally. He moved silently and instinctively. While having lunch with his friend in the food court, he spotted the arcade and it called to him. He suggested some rounds of arcade games to his friend who agreed. That's where he saw her, Eli on Soul Calibur, moving with little to no effort within the game's realm. He looked at her hands as they moved the joystick and her fingers pressed the buttons methodically. She beat every level and managed to level up her character. Her profile was saved under the username Sunshine. Seth watched Eli and then tilted his head curiously. Familiarity flashed across his face and Ethan was prompted to ask what was the matter. Seth ignored him and went to tap the girl on the shoulder. She turned, 
obviously surprised. Then recognition crossed her features. She smiled warmly at Seth and shook his hand. Even though he had tried to go in for a hug, Ethan noticed as she had closed herself off, making herself less accessible. He couldn't tell if her expression was honest or pure politeness. Later, he decided it was both. I hope that you've enjoyed diving into Sweet Sunset with me. If you would like to know more about Ethan, Eli, Mina, and all of the characters mentioned in this story, feel free to check out my Patreon or my Instagram. I have felt extra sad this week, and I think that might be saying something considering I feel very sad a lot of the time. As someone who experiences sadness consistently, especially as someone as affected by the world as I am, it is safe to say that the extra cruelty everyone has ensured to unleash on each other has been a little outstanding for me. The fact that we are so desensitized to purpose that we directly link it to what we consider productivity and even that definition is distorted. We have got to realize that our value is not defined by what society deems profitable, but by simply breathing and taking up space. We have to accept the fact that we are not content in the setting society has placed for us so that we are able to break out of that mold and allow ourselves to grow into all that we are meant to be. The way this country has not allowed us a single moment to mourn any of our dead has been demoralizing and is only a further attempt at desensitizing us to each other. But we have to actively choose to no longer accept their warped reality and come into our own. We must realize that we have the power and that's what they fear. Do not allow them to stomp out your voice. These deaths did not have to be senseless, but they were. These lives were so callously taken by white supremacy and the systems that uphold it. We must fight the white supremacy within ourselves as we fight it within those around us. For Brianna, for Vanessa, for Toyan, for Naya, for Bree Black, for Brayla Stone, for Shaki Peters, for every black woman, femme, and non-binary person. Protecting these identities is protecting ourselves. Please. Thank you for joining me on this adventure. Please feel free to leave me any questions, thoughts, comments, advice, or anything you want me to highlight on the Sad Girl Podcast Instagram. And I'll speak to you again next Sunday. Bye. Mm-hmm.